Hi, my name is Jamie from Scribendi.com, and today I'm going to talk to you about how to write a book report. This is part one of a two-part series. We explain the pre-writing steps to writing a book report. Writing a book report can be a difficult task that requires you to deal with a large amount of information in a relatively small place. But don't be discouraged. In this article, we outline how to prepare for your book report, and in the second article of this series, we will talk about how to write a book report. Tips for taking notes. Before you can sit down and write a book report, you must first read the required novel. As you read, remember to take notes on each chapter of the book. Simply reading the book and then writing your book report will likely result in a poorly organized assignment and a lot of flipping pages back and forth to find information. College book reports and essays are different from high school literary assignments in a sense that while you will be summarizing the text to some extent, you'll also be required to deal with the book on a meaningful level. For example, interpret or extract information from the events of the story. For this reason, noting the following important elements in each chapter as you read and before you begin to write is highly important. Number one, main characters and their actions. While you don't need to write down every single thing a character does, it's important to note patterns of behavior across the entire arc of the story. Let's say you note in chapter one, the main character robs a convenience store because the owner fired him. Later, in chapter 2, the same character slashes the tire in a neighbor's car because she parked in his parking space. While you wouldn't necessarily have to mention these two specific details in your book report, your careful examination of the character's actions allows you to call him vindictive in your report and have the proof to back it up. Number 2. The setting. Just as with noting the main characters and their actions, taking notice of settings will allow you to uncover patterns throughout the story. Perhaps you note that chapter 1 through 3 takes place in Brooklyn. Then in chapter 4, a new character that lives in Tampa is introduced. And as the story progresses, a character from Brooklyn makes his way to Columbus, Demones, and finally to Salem. Likewise, the character in Tampa arrives to Santa Fe, Salt Lake City, and Boyce before reaching Salem and reuniting with the first character. In the report, it's probably unnecessary to mention all these cities, However, your examination of patterns throughout the plot of the story could lead you to report that two characters, one from New York City and the other from Tampa, reunite in Salem. Number three, events. This is quite simple. You should be writing down at least one noteworthy event from each chapter of the book. Number four, symbols and symbolism. Symbols are tricky. It can be said that symbols or symbolism are what ultimately allow readers to make meaning from a story that spans hundreds of pages. For example, references to the close of day and night are generally deemed by scholars to be representations of death. Another example that everyone is familiar with is a red rose, which generally symbolizes love. Noting symbols in stories takes some practice, but this is what will ultimately make your book report stand out. If a symbol repeats throughout the story, it's likely not accidental. The author wants the reader to extract something of meaning from this symbol. If you can do this, you will likely receive a better grade than those ignoring this admittedly difficult point. If you think you've come up with a symbolic element in your story, we recommend asking yourself the following questions. How does the symbol relate to the actions of the characters and events in the story? Does the symbol help explain an aspect of a character's personality or an event in the story? If so, how is this accomplished? Do any events in the story mirror real-life events? Do any characters mirror real-life people who are in the public eye? If so, what is the author trying to say by doing this? 
Remember that symbols are useless unless related to events and characters. Symbols should be treated as tools that help you better understand the meaning behind a story. If you've taken notes correctly, your book should be a little worse for wear when you're done reading it. You should have made notes in it, stuck tabs on noteworthy passages, and put dog ears on noteworthy pages. This book is now yours. You've connected with its contents in a meaningful way, and you're ready to start organizing your thoughts. Organize your information into headings. Once you've finished reading the novel, look through your notes and, on a blank piece of paper, write down what you feel are the 10 most important elements of the book, in no particular order. Next, take a page and write main characters and actions, settings, events, and symbols as headings. Look at your first list and categorize each of your 10 elements. This way, you can clearly see if you are ignoring one of the headings. For example, if you don't have anything under the symbols heading, you'll need to look at your notes and include one or two elements there. From note-taking to connection-making. Learning how to take good notes while reading is an important skill that every student should master. Granted, note-taking will slow your reading process down at the beginning. Where you could once speed read through a 350-page novel in one sitting, it will take you three or four nights, but ultimately this time will be well spent. This way, when it comes time to write your book report, you'll be armed with informative ideas and well-thought-out interpretations. And remember, if you need a second opinion on your notes, be sure to send your document over to our essay editing services. This podcast was brought to you by Scribendi.com, because grammar matters. 